And we are back for yet another quarantine edition of The Par Train. It's uh, a new normal, it's just, It's getting, you know, we're getting used to it. It's normal life now. Uh, it's just Serm and Ev. Strat couldn't make it. He's got two little ones running around, taking up all his time. Yeah. Um, but this episode, we had the rowback team back. Um, yep. You guys will probably recognize the name either from if you've purchased them from them before, seen them on Instagram, or bought one of their products from one of our promo codes. We've got a new promo code. Um, it's called Stay Home. But we did something a little Stay different home. this time. Instead of us doing a read and provide the promo code, we asked the rowback team, the founders, to do an ad read for us. So we're going to cut to that real quick and let you guys hear why they think you should use the code. It's a good one. It's a good one. We never do ads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wants it? Hubs, Christina? Okay. So guys, um, we have a new promo code, 20% off your next purchase on rowback.com. Um, and the code is very, very important. It's stay home. No space, all, you know, caps don't matter, just S-T-A-Y-H-O-M-E. Um, that's the code. Use it, um, enjoy your gear, and it'll give you 20% off your next purchase through the end of the month. Yeah, and I think a lot of, a lot of people may be working from home. Um, I guess not having to wear that button down, feel a little more comfortable, mm. um, work remotely. We, we'd love you to try out a Roback Polo. We'd be honored if you tried it. Best way to do it is to use that code Christina just mentioned. Um, and if you like the par train and if you're on board, then hopefully you'll be on board road back. And um, we, we suggest you try it. We love your feedback and thank you for giving it a shot. Love that. And one quick add on, not to insert myself. I think you guys did great. But I will say, I was on FaceTime the other day with my girlfriend's family and they said, you're wearing a collared shirt right now. What's the occasion? Did you have a call? And I was like, honestly, no. I just felt like being comfortable, and I threw on a rowback polo. Nice. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Like on voluntarily putting on a polo for comfort. That's not a standard thing you hear. Wow. So enter the code Stay Home for twenty percent off rowback.com. Wow, they might put us out of business, sir. They did a pretty good job. Um, we had a t- we had our chance, you know. They did a good job, but let's Stains talk real quick about. <laughs> let's talk real quick about what this interview meant to us and what people can expect and why they should listen to the end. Well, I think, I think what's really cool is to have a partner of our show be, you know, in, in, in essence, on the front lines, right, mm-hmm. with what they're doing with making masks and bringing their community together, and you know, really really uh, making an impact. So I don't know, that was a big takeaway for me having a, you know, they've been really one of our first partners on the show and been with us and we're going to continue that partnership with the new promo code. I don't yeah. know, so that was really cool, right? And then to hear their perspective on um, what they're seeing. Yeah, cool. I think what really stood out to me was, you know, just like we're getting used to being at home for the last three plus weeks, I think it's, easy for someone to be like, oh yeah, that company's doing masks and that company's doing masks and that company's right. doing masks and it not to register as much for you. But, but take yourself out of your own persona for, and your perspective for a second and, and put yourself into the shoes of a small business owner, right? And maybe there's a lot of small business owners that listen to this. But what was interesting to me is they didn't know how to make 
masks, just like they didn't know how to make shirts at the beginning. And so hearing their, their story led with humility and transparency about how they researched. I mean, they went to Google just like we right. would and YouTube and talking to health professionals and I'll let you guys listen to their response. But um, right. I think that that's, it's really interesting to hear from small business owners, how they went through these phases. Yeah. It's almost like phases of grief, sure. you know, like going through this and how they pivoted and how they're doing now. I think it's really interesting. And being a, a family company, you know, and really how yeah. that's pushed them through um, from the beginning and now with their unprecedented times, I think they've got some unique kind of stories to tell, you know, how they run a business, but really why yeah. it's so powerful as a family. And Ev, they were, look, they were a big help and uh, inspiration to our friend Ryan, you know, and his family. Yeah. Who, for all listeners who don't know, our, our mutual best buddy, him and his whole family got the virus. There was five of them. And uh, they gave uh, Mike Winehouse, Ryan's dad, a pick-me-up polo. And yeah. he wore it on the Today Show, you know, yeah. and yeah. Um, they're okay now, but, you know, they're, it was really scary. And to have Roback, you know, m- you know, do that with them was just really cool. Yeah. And for context too, like the percentage of people that go on a ventilator and live is about 20%. Right. And Ryan's mom and dad were both on a ventilator and are now t- almost back to full strength. So yeah. um, I think it just shows the power. This conversation is an, a great reminder of these little good deeds and going a little extra mile and sending someone something for free um, can have such a lasting impact that will mean yeah. a lot to them for a long time. And so um, yeah. it's a great interview. Listen to the end. We've got a lot yeah. of, this is, you know, this some feel good. stuff. It's a feel yeah. good episode, but there's also a lot of fun that we yeah. have in there too. Like why you should own a Rhodesian, a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Rhodesian always, Ridgeback. Rhodesian Ev's, in the mar- Ridgeback. Ev's in the market for, for, for yeah, a new it's, dog. It's my top pick right tell, now. Tell Tara, dog. you know, you guys got to. <laughs> all right, well, let's get to it. And, uh, hope you guys are all staying safe out there and we'll see you guys uh, next week. Let's do it. All right. All right, and we're back with our favorite team, the Roback team. I wanted to start off, you know, clearly, guys, it's hard to start talking without talking about this shirt that I'm wearing, the Azalea. I mean, have you ever seen a better looking shirt? I don't think so. (laughs) Um, But you guys, this is your second time on the show. And I just wanted to know, um, it feels like the print polo production specifically since our last conversation about the debate between <laughs> a print guy versus a stripes guy, seems like print polos production has gone through the roof. Are, do we need to be thanked? Is it because of that discussion? <laughs> there, was a, there was definitely inspiration on that call. That was the first time we talked about it. We had some, some more prints in the work we were really excited about. So you hit it on the head. And we saw our prints, uh, our customers jumped at them. So we decided to keep it in the works. You gave us the early nod to do it. I think that's what made us feel a lot more comfortable doing it. So, so we do, we thank you for, for leading us down that train. Love it. And, and that, now we need, lead us down now we're going to need your guys' help. We need, we, need to, we need to crowdsource other ideas. So if you or your listeners have other amazing ideas, keep them coming on prints and We'll, we'll, can't promise we'll produce all of them, but we'll definitely take a look at all of them. Sweet.
Yeah, and if and if there are any if there are any like artists listening and they have some really cool ideas, just put put something on paper and send it to me. DM me. <laughs> I would love to see it. You guys crave activity though. What is some of the best ways to stay active during quarantine? Come on, guys. Give us the listeners some feedback there. And and what's the best maybe piece of rollback gear for lounging? Because, you know, we're doing a lot of that. Great question. Alex, go for it. Well, I'm going to jump to the second question because that that hit me on the head. But um, when it comes to lounging, I mean, the performance polos are amazing. Uh, That's definitely what I wear a lot. Um, but our performance t-shirts are probably, probably our lesser known of our, of our core product, but maybe, maybe the most underrated in terms of their comfort and quality. Um, that's kind of my go-to most days, just kind of throw on one of those performance tees. Um, especially, you know, if you don't have to go into the office and it's great for going for a run around the neighborhood. Um, you know, we're in Charlottesville, so we're in like peak bloom season right now. I think you guys in New York and Chicago and, you know, wherever some of your listeners are, they're about like two weeks away from that, but, but they're, they're about to get it too. So, um, definitely running around the neighborhood, you know, going for a quick jog, clearing your head, getting out of the house. Um, I I think that goes a long way during quarantine, but if you go to our Instagram at Roback, uh, there's a great video of Matt, um, basically oh. doing every sport he can think of alone in his yard a little sad but also pretty funny <laughs> how, long, yeah, how long did that take uh surprisingly it wasn't that bad we just needed to keep the camera still and there were a few scenes where christina had to feed me the ball or whatever it was um but we actually have another video teed up i think we're gonna probably post it tomorrow so keep an eye out for that um but I think that probably who's kept us the most active is, is Bunker. There's Bunker. Oh, here he is. Um, oh. Even though we're, I mean, we're, we're, even though we're working from it. home occasionally, we're taking turns going into the warehouse. Um, we got to run Bunker. He's like, he's keeping us active. So it's probably the best excuse we have to, to keep running, going to trails, et cetera. I mean, we're always excited to have you guys on, but one of the reasons that we thought it would be really helpful for people to get you guys to come on a second time is because we're in unprecedented times, obviously, and it's hard enough as human beings, but as business owners, um, I think there's a lot of probably learnings, takeaways, and lessons that come from running a small business during this time. So I just wanted to start, have you guys walk us through kind of when everything started to escalate and things started to shut down, what, what were the phases you guys went through mentally, action-wise? Was it fear at first? Was it you're hoping that you could just try and hold on? Did you make pivots right away? Walk us through what went through your guys' mind and strategy when it first went down. It's a, it's a great question. Very thoughtful question. Um, so we, I think we're still going through a phase right now. Hopefully we're at the tail end of it. But I'll start, I guess. Um, first, it was like denial, you know, your typical like emotions, I guess, dealing with something. Um, and I think we've all, luckily, we've had a lot of life experience together, Christina, Kevin, and I. So we've gone through a lot of just life up and down. So we were ready to kind of get through these, this cycle pretty quickly. First was 
okay, we're seeing sales slow down. Let's let's readjust our estimates. Let's look, you know, just quickly make sure we're okay with cash flow. And we, you know, saw that we were going to be okay, but we have to, our quickly, we, we saw that we're like, okay, we're going to be okay. But um, we, let's like, let's, this is our time to be, you know, almost like set a, a great example for the industry. Um, so we quickly tried to, try to find like ways we could help out those that were most impacted. Um, and the, right away we switched our pick me up or our, our breakup polo to a pick me up polo. And we decided to set aside 150 polos um, for people who were going through tough times, mostly healthcare workers um, or people who had the disease or knew someone who passed away from the virus. Um, so quickly we um, got those polos out there, tried to help as many people as we could just with our product. Second was um, we decided to start shifting to mass production. Um, and I know Kevin and Christina, you can probably talk to this better than me, but we were, started working every night to develop face masks um, for, our, for first our customers and our healthcare workers. Um, so we, we finally got there. It was uh, you know, every night staying up late with our manufacturers, figuring it out. And um, first we donated uh, 500 um, face masks to healthcare workers on the front lines. And then we opened it up for our customers to buy face masks, pre-order them for um, healthcare workers that needed the masks. And then CDC guidance shifted to, you know, basically say everyone in the public needs, should wear a mask. So that's when we decided to open it up for pre-order. Um, and we just decided to sell all these masks at cost because we just wanted to get as many out there um, as possible. And then um, I guess finally, we just, we just recently ran a campaign trying to get brands together to give back called Cards for Hearts. So it's a long answer to the question, but I think what we first quickly had denial, then we tried to you know, make sure we were gonna be okay. And then at, right after, quickly after that, I was almost proud of our team to get to how we can help as quickly as possible um, and kind of put the normal business on, on hold while we, while we did that. But Kevin, Christina, you can go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll just add. So, so to to your question, like the, I think it was that one weekend where things started quickly shifting, um, and then you know it, it was that weekend where we were like, okay, you know, let let's focus, let's figure out, you know, how, like what's going to happen? Is everything going to shut down? You know, which inevitably did. Uh, you know, what what is the impact going to be on our business? Um, you know, how, how do we get through this storm? How do we make sure we don't have to lay off any of our employees, keep everyone on board? Um, so there's a lot of, lot of Excel cash flow um, kind of diving in there. And we've kind of run the, the motions of, okay, you know, what, what if we, like, what if we have too much, you know, cause we, we have no investors. We just use, you know, we just use all the funds we make in profit to reinvest in the company to grow it, um, which, which has allowed us to kind of stay true to ourselves and, and keep the brand hyper focused on our vision and, and hopefully what our friends, you know, and Roback family want. Um, so we, you know, we had to be extra careful that we didn't have too much of our inventory tied up, you know, and, and at a time where potentially sales could completely flatline. Um, so, you know, we, we dove into that and, you know, one week, you know, we were like, oh gosh, what's going to happen? The next week, you know, we were like, well, do we put a production run in? Like, do we create more polos? Do we not? So uh, definitely like a crazy time. And I think that's true for every business. I think we're, we're a little inoculated in the sense that we're e-commerce. 
Um, so, so we, we actually have, you know, it, we're in a little bit of a better spot than a lot of brands that may have brick and mortar and, and we're really feeling for them and, and, um, having to make a lot of tough decisions. Um, but you know, we, we've cut, as Matt was saying, we use this as an opportunity to see what good we could do for, for our community. I mean, we've got, I, I don't, I'm sure there's no one in the country now that doesn't know someone or many multiple people that have been significantly affected by this, whether it's through layoffs, whether it's through the actual disease itself, whether it's through, you know, unfortunately people passing away from this. Um, so, or, or health like family or friends that are healthcare workers that are literally working 24 seven. So, you know, we kind of took a step back and said, Hey, there's a lot of this that is outside of our control, but there are a few things that are in control. We've got this amazing supply chain, you know, let's shift to creating face masks as soon as possible. I, and I think we were one of the first brands to do it. And now a lot of people are doing it. Um, and then we started thinking, okay, let's get a bunch of e-commerce brands together, create the cards for hearts campaign, find a way to give back. Um, so it's just kind of been a series of, you know, there's some things out of our control, but there are a lot in our control that that we can kind of use to bring our community together together to kind of help the country and and our friends and family. Well, well, Hobbs, you uh, you were on Fox News uh, last week talking about the rollback victory mask. So, just for the listeners who didn't see that interview, I mean, it's great that you guys are on there. Talk about maybe the process with the masks in your day-to-day? Yeah, I, uh, well, I, I'll just say really fast. Um, so we put that out there and, we, you know, we had, you know, shared it with a number of, um, you know, media outlets and we were overwhelmed with orders extremely quickly. I think in, in two days, we had two, over 200,000 pre-orders for these victory masks. Um, wow. And Matt and Christina will show you in a second what kind of what the mask looks like, but we put a little American flag on it, you know, the nod to the strength and resilience of our country. Um, and, and the name comes from, you know, it was inspired by the victory gardens that Americans grew during world war one and world war two um, to, you know, help with the war effort. So we started thinking, you know, if everyone wore these and, and we kind of did a you know, by putting the flag on there, made it a little bit cool to, to wear these, you know, it, it could go a long way with helping slow the spread. Um, and, and we've got friends, we've got friends in South Korea too, and, and um, all over the world. And, and we've been talking to a lot of them. And a lot of these countries are, are a couple of weeks ahead of us. And we're kind of going through what they're going through, you know, three weeks behind. Um, so we, we kind of saw this coming that inevitably the CDC would reverse the guidance. So we had everything keyed up, ready to go. And, and like Matt said, we sold them at cost, but they're double layer cloth protective face masks. So similar to what the CDC is recommending. The outer layer is um, polyester, but it's antimicrobial, so it'll dry fast. And then the inner layer is organic cotton. Um, this is not to, you know, replace an N95 for hospital workers, right? but, you know, we'll definitely, definitely, what the experts say and the CDC says is it goes a long way in preventing spreading it. So if you have, if you do, if you are carrying it and you don't know it and you cough, you know, I, I think it reduces the chance of the droplets getting out there. So if everyone wears it, it'll reduce the spread. Um, but I'll let, I'll let Christina talk a little bit more about how we've been kind of preparing for, you know, shipping all these out. Cause um, we've got the next big production run coming Monday. So we're going to have a, you know, we're going to have a pretty 
busy month of um, of shipping. Yeah. So from an operational perspective, we we have to prepare, you know, so well for this because there's going to be thousands of packages that have to go out every week on a rolling basis based on all these pre-orders. So we are calling on the community. We are we're asking for volunteers, and we're also we're also hiring people that are out of work right now. A lot of hourly workers at local um, establishments like country clubs um, that usually rely on like waitress and wait, being a waiter or waitress at, or you know a trainer at a you know a tennis court or something that they, they're not making their typical salary or their hourly wage right now, and they are you know stepping up and helping us. And we're we're so thankful that we can give these people jobs during this time where they're out of work. So oh, we're right. we're putting together a whole like supply chain on how to get these masks out to the thousands of people that have ordered it and quickly and we're looking to beat all the timelines we've promised so um it's definitely a huge operations exercise a huge customer service exercise and um you know we're, we're working around the clock to like be successful at it and like uh, it's been really cool so many communities and towns and cities are coming together and you see it all over social media or everyone's hometown but a big shout out to our hometown of charlottesville virginia it's been amazing we had one small piece on a local news channel here um, about the masks and how we're going to need help fulfilling these and it was overwhelming the amount of people that reached out to us wanted to help fulfill these masks volunteer their time um, it's been really cool and then also a lot of the university of virginia that's in charlottesville a lot of those seniors um, who are graduating don't have jobs or lost their jobs um, we're now trying to recruit a bunch of them to come help and the big thing, one of the big challenges is we gotta do it safely. You know, yeah. we can't bring everyone into the warehouse. Mm -hmm. So now we're creating a system where actually the phone is propped up on our new printer here. Um, but so we're figuring that out. We're, we're renting a big <laughs> truck every day and we're gonna drop off packages, masks, labels, and at the end of the day, we'll go and do a run and fulfill and- USPS is already on board to go pick everything up from everyone's house. It's like. The whole community is really pitching in, and it's we're going to be able to do it safely. And, and the we we had people from the UVA men's lacrosse team reach out, offering their time because their season's canceled. All the way to um, you know one one of the local um, country clubs here, Glenmore, who, who has a great golf course. They reached out and said, "Hey, our dining room and ballroom are empty. You guys can set up fulfillment stations here. You know we wow. you know you can pay some of our staff that you know." Wow that doesn't have as much to do right now. So, so it's, it's really the whole community coming together. And, and you know, it, it's funny that we'll be fulfilling some of these literally on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's fitting though, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you guys already know, but we think it's great and all the work you guys do has always been mission-driven, not just now, but especially now. Um, the one thing I, I would love to dig in on a little bit more is you know, one of the things that struck me when we interviewed guys the first time, which I assume was over a year ago, um, which is crazy, um, wow. was you guys didn't have really any experience in how to manufacture and sell apparel, right? And you guys knew that there was a way to make the shirts, let's start with shirts as an example, better. And you guys figured it out from, from product to supply chain. I think a lot of people get tripped up with how to start and it's, I think there's some quote that like the perception of complexity is the ultimate enemy to productivity because um, you've never done it before, right? So I think masks is an interesting 
thing to dig in on too. You've never made a mask. You don't know where to start. Where, where did you start with your manufacturer? How did you, where did you go? How did you make sure you made we, good masks? We started with Google, our, our good friend, Google. Um, <laughs> you too. You, you wouldn't believe how many articles are out there about mask production, but also how much non-scientific research there was about it as well. Mm. Um, so I think we spent two days on the internet going through every type of material um, that could be used for a face mask. Um, and there were a few studies. There was one like a study, I think, in London um, where they were talking about they they ranked all I think fifteen different types of materials um, and ultimately or t-shirts uh, cotton regular cotton t-shirts and um, and antimicrobial um, pillowcases came out as the top recommended from that study um, so we used a lot from that to kind of make the decision to make the outer layer antimicrobial and then the inner layer. A cotton t-shirt but the, all, the other thing you have to balance when that we we learned we didn't know this when creating masks um, was that you don't want to make it too hot where you're not going to want to wear it and that was something we learned because originally we were producing these just for doctors nurses physician assistants right. you know those in the front lines and we called a lot of our friends that are do that are doctors in emergency rooms um, and, you know, nurses in hospitals, uh, both in New York and Texas, a few other places. And they were originally going to wear these as an outer layer to extend their life of their N95, just because these aren't medical grade. Um, and the big thing they kept stressing to us was breathabil breathability, like it's got to be able to breathe. So we kind of took all of that knowledge to to combine it to, you know, come up with what we thought was the most reasonable and hopefully, you know, a, a pretty good, pr you know, protective double layer um, and, and try and, you know, we also wanted to make it high quality. So we made it organic cotton on the inner layer because we know just from our experience with fabrics that organic cotton is less likely to produce irritation. You're mm. less likely to have a reaction to it. And this is something you're wearing on your face. You know, it's not a shirt. It's not a short, you know, there's a greater chance of irritation. So we wanted to make the inner layer organic cotton. So to reduce, you know, any chances of anyone having a reaction or fabric. But uh, only thing I was just going to add is Evan, you're, you're right. I think us having no experience making apparel in the past and having to go through and figure everything out for the polos and having a mindset of us just soaking up everything we can and, and being aware and knowing that we're not experts. Um, I think that really helps when, you know, we're completely open to making this product, listening to feedback, talking to experts, making it the best possible product we can. Um, and I think what helped too was our manufacturers, many of them that we worked with kind of took a chance on us, um, you know, not being at, knowing all the lingo when we first started making polos. But I think they saw our attention to detail and our just willingness to make the best product out there, not stop until we do. Um, I think that really helped with these masks because they listened to and they were on board with everything we were instructing because they knew that we were doing the research and you know trying just trying to figure it out and we were super motivated because we knew every day we could save getting these out there could potentially prevent someone from getting sick so we we haven't like we were motivated making polos then 
you know, multiply that, amplify that for these, for these masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how the first answer was Google. Like, just like all of us, you know? Yeah. We feel like Robeck is such a great blend of you look sharp, but you're comfortable. And with everybody, like, including myself, like, I sit at my kitchen table all day, which is uncomfortable. So I got so to be comfortable, but I also got to be on Zoom calls, just like everybody else, to look a little bit sharp. So, you know, maybe you guys get rewarded in a sense because you're doing great work on the front lines with the masks, but you, also it's a time for your product to maybe showcase it, itself. So is there a couple? You, that are selling really well on the website right now, whether it's a shirt or a vest or polos and uh, Q-zips. We've yeah. we've seen it's actually the ladies' Q-zips. We've been really excited about. Mm. They're starting to sell really well. We didn't know if our audience Good. would translate, um, but we make we use the same material. Christina can probably. Yeah, talk it's more. actually a men's Q-zip. I <laughs> I wear both because I think they're both so comfortable. <laughs> but versatile product. <laughs> Yeah, they're just, they're flying, and it's so exciting to see that we can, you know, engage a whole new community of, of customers, not just women buying yeah. for um, a guy or whatever in their life or wearing men's products, um, but they can now wear, the, we have women's products that fit their bodies really nicely. Men, men too, just wear nothing underneath the Q-zip. <laughs> <laughs> like my dad. I think speaks, speaks, yeah, there you go, started yeah. there. I- I do the polo with the gym shorts, you know, which is another fun. Yeah. <laughs> Mother's Day is coming up too, so um, it's, it's a good opportunity, you know. To, there you go. You have, you know, older or younger moms, you know, that, that they'll both love it. Love that. And so you guys know I'm a, I'm a marketing and, and product guy, so I'm always curious of how, how impactful are the product names? Like, do you see a trend between the funniest names with sales, for example, for people that may not know, like a dark and stormy quarter zip or the Waterboy polo, right? Where you incorporate the colors, the things people know. Does that have a, an impact for you guys? It's, it's hard to measure, but um, I think what, maybe it just kind of, if anything, hopefully it shows our customers that we just put a ton of thought into every you know, design. We we wouldn't just call it the color. You know, like we try to look for inspiration. We try to think of, you know, hey, we'll, we'll think of that name when we're designing it. Where and then you know, sometimes when we don't, we'll stay up till early hours of the morning. We won't go to bed until we nail the name, and we kind of tell a little bit more of a story around the product. Um, but I think there's some lift. Like we, it's hard to measure, but. Some names right. are more enticing than other than others, especially on like email subject lines. You can add an emoji to the water boy, for example, or like the riptide with like the wave. Um, and we found that our customers are can be enticed by certain names sure. a little more than others to open an email. Yeah, when we had you guys on a year ago. Um, we're curious, you know, the last three to four months, you know, in twenty twenty, have you had some aha business moments that you've really that, that really kind of helped you and now obviously with the COVID-19 era you know that's a whole new I'm sure it's been some odds but we're curious to see like you know as a group well the family that you guys are how you've kind of grown and what you've seen and become better at what you do uh, I think one big one is we're just starting to see the how powerful our employees can be um, and we brought on you know one of our first team members and then our second one we're just we're seeing how Unbelievably helpful our team is. Um, we, you know, we were bootstrapping this business as best as we can. Um, but sure enough, if, if you bring on the right person, it's 
it's a game changer. Um, so that's that's one big aha moment. I think since we probably had our last podcast is our team members, just how they've been able to step up, especially recently too with COVID. We didn't know what to do. We wanted to make sure we could keep everyone on staff and potentially maybe grow the team at some point um, in the future. But it's uh, it's been that's been a, a fun moment for us to bring them on board, seeing how just how crazy Babel they are. What specifically have you? What value did new team members bring? Was it product direction? Was it what were the what was the big aha moment from your team? It was uh, oh a, yeah a relief across the board. I think um, especially so you know we we bring for example we just um, a few months ago we brought on our team member named Brianna was a customer service role. And just to see her, she now does everything. Like she helps us with our product design. She helps us, you name it. She restocks boxes, stuff, whatever, whatever, she'll do it. One thing I would add too, I mean, you know, from Alex, our fulfillment manager, to Brianna, to, I mean, everyone, you know, since we do have such a small team um, and and we've, we've grown pretty quickly, you know, in the last three years um, with, with, you know, we've been very blessed with some great growth. Um, the one thing is just having no egos, you know, building up a team that has no ego and, you know, not things above anyone, you know, like we still go in, we still unload all the boxes. We still do all the fulfill, you know, ha- helping the fulfillment process occasionally. Um, and just having team members, you know, as we bring in new people, making sure that, you know, everyone's willing to pitch in and do everything has, has also been a huge eye opener and, and attitude, you know, being positive and, and a team player is so much more important than anything else. Um, and luckily, you know, we've been able to form a team where everyone has that positive outlook and um, is, you know, willing to do whatever it takes to, you know, make sure we're getting the products to the customers and, and making sure everyone's, you know, very happy with their experience with the brand, but also that, you know, we're all kind of having fun in the process. Sure. I think that's interesting too, because you guys being able, being fortunate to bring out some staff has allowed you guys to kind of focus on some maybe your other strengths, whether it's creativity, finance, right? So because you're not maybe doing as many of the day-to-day chores, but at the same time, you're still you're still pitching in and still make making them feel like you know just because we're getting bigger doesn't mean we're getting more removed. And I think that's yeah. that's that's really cool to hear. Yeah, and, and the the other thing I think we've learned, especially from the current crisis, I, I alluded to it earlier, um, but the fact that we are completely you know self funded through through you know through our, through the brand, um, it has helped us a ton too because it allowed us to keep the brand true to itself. It's allowed us to pivot so quickly right now to create these masks, you know, and so, you know, get them out so quickly. Um, the pick me up all up, you know, stuff like that, that we don't have to go to board to do, which is the three of us kind of agree. And, you know, we kind of just move forward and, and can act very, very quickly to, you know, pivot and, and, you know, be agile as a brand. Sure. Yeah. I think that, to that point, it, we really figured out how impactful we can be. I mean, we knew we could be impactful in some ways, but especially with the pick me up polo, we didn't realize like just we knew, we knew that signing a shirt would lift someone's fears, but we didn't know that we'd be getting like calls with people sobbing like, "Thank you, this really helped." Like, we're going through right. some really tough times right now, and this really helped. Um, and we we just we, the, that that message for me like made me realize how impactful we can be. 
um, in the positions we are in. Yeah, the, the one quick thing is, uh, and I wasn't expecting to talk about a past job in this conversation, but I do think it's relevant. Um, I, used, I worked at Uber for four years, and if you guys remember, um, Uber used to do a lot of um, surprise and delights, right? They deliver a, a car full of puppies and ice cream on demand. And, you know, in those early years, we were one of the most beloved brands in the world. And wow. still probably to this day, but over time, you know, I think it's really easy to look at the business side and say, hey, we're putting a lot of operational lift into this, and is it worth it? And it's really easy to then double down on the things that showcase a direct impact week over week, month over month. And I just want to say, you know, from someone that's seen that happen firsthand, I would encourage you to keep doing that stuff even if you maybe don't see the return or the result or you know, the, the cost that it takes because that's the type of stuff that people always remember. And it's really easy to just get focused on growth and start to phase that stuff out. Um, but you guys did it for our friend, Ryan and his family that got impacted, the whole family that got impacted by this. And you know, I'm sure his dad, Mike, will be a rollback fan forever. And so, um, that was just something that I thought is relevant that I would encourage you guys to keep doing. But um, real quickly, and yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say it, it, that was really special for us to see him and his family on the on the Today Show, and and he was wearing the pick me up polo, and we had no yeah. idea. And we started getting all of these text messages from people saying, "Hey, you know, someone's <laughs> wearing your polo on the Today Show." Um, yeah. And then I flicked it on and watched it, and. I mean that family is just incredible. The fact that they had a two-hour parade when for for I think his mom, you know, when she got out of the hospital, says a lot yeah, about yeah. them and and what she she's like in the community for a teacher and and it, I mean she's beloved. It was I mean it was emotional that story. Yeah, yeah. No, she's like one of the best people we know. Yeah, I think so you guys are just instrumental in that. And you know, you guys when we talked to you, I mean, look, the rollback team is a family family and whether that's figuratively and literally you guys are a family so i guess in all seriousness during these tough times has being so close as friends and family really been beneficial as opposed to a lot of companies and brands are just a, a collection of smart business partners and um so talk about that and and really um the, the power of that and where you guys are now and where you guys will continue to go. Um, it's so close. We're so close. Um, Kevin and Matt and, and the rest of our team, but it, it comes, it comes to the point where I have to ask Matt if Kevin isn't on the phone because he, we are on the phone with Kevin during quarantine pretty much all day unless we're sleeping. So that, right. and, and it's just, it's normal and it's, it's not weird. It's not like we're, you know, crossing boundaries at all. It's just like, that's the way we work and right. we used to it. And, um, you know, the quarantine hasn't slowed us down from like, from a strategy standpoint, um, operationally, we, you know, we're taking terms going in fulfilling it slowed that process down a little bit, but because we're so close, it really hasn't slowed us down from a strategy standpoint. And that's where, you know, we're able to make the most impact. Yeah, and I think we've just gone through so many different life experiences together, whether the three of us, sure. whether, um, you know, just two of us, but it's, we've had like a trial run at this, um, with nothing compares to this, obviously, but in terms of working together to try to 
um, get through something, you know, emotionally, and then um, figure out a solution for it. We've we've gone through it personally before many times, and we've always had each other's backs. Um, and it's it's been really special um, to have for me just Christine and Kevin around me just generally, um, but also with this business, it's just it's so it's definitely helpful for the company. I, I think um, helpful for me personally. Yeah, and, and I'll just add, you know, it, in terms of, you know, everyone on our team has the same values and, you know, we, we kind of all believe that if you do the right things for the right reasons, you know, good good's going to happen no matter what, you know, whether whether it's a week from now, a month from now. So we just kind of, you know, and, and when, when the pressure really heats up, that, that you know, kind of, you know, when there's a global pandemic, that's when you know when things are hard that's when you really got to shine through come together and you know just take a step back and be as calm as you can and say okay you know what what are we going to do what's our next step and and just kind of work through it as a team and rely on you know all those that strong relationship we've kind of all built together to you know focus on each other's strength to to you know do the best we can given the circumstances but i, I think it's moments like these where where we got the opportunity to shine the most just because of all yeah. that experience we've had together. For sure. It shines through, no doubt. Yeah. And so speaking of family, we only got a couple more and then we'll let you guys get to the warehouse and start <laughs> testing that new uh, label maker. Um, <laughs> but speaking of family, since working with you guys and watching videos of Bonker, you guys have shown him once already. Um, I've actually, this is a selfish question. I've actually switched, and I've told Steens this on Instagram. I've switched. <laughs> uh, I wanted a chocolate lab my entire life. Um, and I've been waiting until, you know, I have a yard and, um, and whatever. I, it's not that time for me yet. Um, but I've always wanted a chocolate lab. And now I think I want a Ridgeback. And Chris it, Chris Berman always says, if it's, if it's interesting to you, it'll be interesting to others. So I'm going to ask this. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot and give you a few popular breeds of dogs. And you have to say why a Ridgie, which is what my girlfriend calls them, uh, is better than the option that I get. Of. Just okay. lift her up. Just lift them up. <laughs> now, it might be tough because these are popular breeds. And these are great okay? breeds. These are great breeds. These are great breeds. Here he is. Okay. We made with a lot of customers over this. It's possible. I hate to put it on the spot. We'll see how PC you guys are with this. Hopefully, you know. You don't okay. have to take down the other breeds, but you can really maybe hide maybe some Maybe positives, you know. Strength. Positive I, think, I, think, I think Christina will be good at this. Christina yeah. will be good at Bunker's mother. A Ridgeback versus a Chocolate Lab or Lab in general. Um, they don't, sh I mean, the shedding is not as bad. Okay. Because you don't uh, see it as much. Also, I grew up with the chocolate but lab. we love labs. We absolutely love, we, yeah. yeah. They're amazing dogs. And yeah, there's the PC. I thought I would, thought I would never <laughs> have labs too. anything but a chocolate lab. But sure enough, we met a Ridgeback, and we yeah. decided to get a Ridgeback. Also, if you like big dogs, like chocolate labs, labs are, are great, but uh, Ridgebacks get bigger. So, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> True. There's two, there's two in my neighborhood, and... Uh, 
They, they bring it. They bring some heat. Yeah. Yeah, they bring the heat. Yeah. Good protectors. Good protectors. Yeah. Good protectors. I feel safe okay. leaving the house with Christina Bunker here for a long time. And friends too. Number two, Golden Doodle. Ridgeback might be more, more of a rib slapper. You can really yeah, yeah. You know, slap those ribs and get excited when you see them versus a Golden Doodle. You have to just be a pullback a little bit when you're, you know, petting them and yeah. playing they're, with them. They're insane. A rib slapper. <laughs> I like that. That, that's a quote right there. Okay, French Bulldog. Oh, they're great. Um, this is tough. <laughs> I think maybe they make a, a lot of, they make a lot of oh, they, You know what? They have trouble breathing compared to Ridgebacks because they have yeah. a more, their <laughs> snout is more, um, you know, pushed in, whereas Ridgebacks have no trouble breathing. I think Ridgebacks, too, oh. are a little less clean up, maybe. They're just a, you know, when they drink water, Drink, you know, eat food. They're a bit careful. Um, oh, oh, they're very good with their food. They, very, very good eaters. They like to be very clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, how do you know? Love, really <laughs> love every dog. This is residual time. <laughs> I know. Last one. Uh, German Shepherd. Ooh. Oh, God. That's hard I think that comes down shedding. Shedding. Yeah. yeah, a lot of hair. Okay. I mean, Bunker meets his match. When, he, when yeah. we go to parks and he meets a German Shepherd, like, they're they're going at each other for who's going to be that alpha in the park that day. Right. Yeah. Um. But I'll plug the rich back a little bit here. They are a super intelligent breed, and they really have a very loyal relationship with their owner. So you will never find. I was going to say Riverback um, Bunker. You'll never find Bunker without us. Um. He he's a lost dog if he doesn't have us near him. He needs to be sure. around. His owners um, super loyal and they're active so like if you go on a run they're gonna be running with you they don't they would rather be off leash like a trail or something um, they love chasing squirrels they've got like a hunter mentality um, but if you're not running they're a laptop like they are right next to yeah. you chilling with you they're really like a chameleon they will do whatever you want and they're so intelligent they have there's so much emotion and they care so much about you that you know, you just been a delight to have in our life and, you know, part of the brand. He loves ice cubes. He loves ice cubes. He will go <laughs> yes. to the refrigerator and he looks up and just goes, he's like, hmm. Well, I, I have to mention here, so I've got a new Fipu and she just came under the table here. Um, her name's no Tula. So half new, half new half standard poodle, you know, and she's, she's great. She's another this great dog. dog. Is I humongous. I met, yeah, I've met Tula. She's just got her butt right up against my chair right now. Just <laughs> looking, for, looking for love. Wait, so, a new foodle? Is that what it's called? New Finland poodle? New Fipo. Yeah. New Fipo. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. She, she's like a big bear. We'll, 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 get, we'll get some pictures sent over. You know, her and Bob. Yeah, you get some. some bandanas. Right. Well, now I'm sold. Yeah. So I appreciate that selfishly. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on. I do want to give you guys the opportunity before yeah. we sign off. If I know Carts for Hearts was one day last week, are there any other ways that people can get involved and help give back through rollback.com or any place you guys want to send people? I think, I think the big thing would be if you're just looking to be comfortable at stay at home and looking to still look fresh, I think check out our, our polos. We've got a great mix of them. Yeah. Um, and, and, or go ahead. I'll say Carts for Hearts. It's over, um, we, but we we gave away you know twenty percent of all of our revenue that day to the Shelfsville Restaurant Community yeah. Funds. Just because it's over doesn't mean we can, we need to stop. We should stop giving to these organizations that are 
helping with COVID relief, especially in our local communities. So, I mean, I, I would encourage everybody to look around their local community and see how they can help. And on top of this, any sale you, if you buy anything, we still continue through COVID. We're donating a percentage to Pups for Patriots program, which rescues shelter dogs and trains them to become cool. service dogs for vets with PTS. So we, there, no matter what, you'll you'll be helping in a small way. Um, so, but keep an eye out for more, you know, um, campaigns that we have to try to help out those with, you know, suffering through COVID. And we've got we've got a pretty fun lineup of uh, new performance polos and new cues that's coming, um, and we've got a few few surprises coming for Father's Day. Um, in particular, well, you know, little hands, but land before time meets you know children. So like they're going to be cool rollouts <laughs> that are coming. Wow, talk about a teaser. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Um, head to rollback.com. And yeah, uh, you guys are the best. Thanks so much for coming on. You know that we we and, love everything you guys do. And so. don't forget to use the new code. Stay home for twenty percent off. Um, Stay and, home. You know for the power train guys. Appreciate that. Guys, thank you for the advice too. I know Kevin mentioned earlier that we don't have a board, and it's one of our you know one of the ways we make things quickly. But this is like a little mini board. It's uh, your advice here helps, so we, we appreciate it. Keep keep giving it to us and giving us feedback. We we love it. And any listeners out there too, let us know. For sure. All right. Well, you guys have a great rest of your day. Happy label making, and uh, we'll <laughs> we'll stay in touch. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Thanks, Thank everyone. you guys.